You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm the host for today's podcast, and I hope that you find this a blessing for your day and for your week. So for those of you tuning in, I'd encourage you to go online and like and subscribe, and then if you would like, share it on your various social media pages. That helps us get the word out about what we're doing. Sunday, we kicked off a new series called Stay Salty, and uh, the whole idea here is there are three different texts, one in Matthew, one in Mark, one in Luke, where Jesus says basically the same thing with some nuances, and basically he says, uh, you are the salt of the earth. Paul later uses that same concept, talks about salt, and that's what this series is based around, those four primary texts. And all of this, the big overarching theme of all of this, has to do with the fact that salt is extremely relevant in Jesus' society. As I mentioned in the Sermon Sunday, soldiers, the word for soldier, comes from the two words saldare, because the soldiers collected a salary, and sal is the word for salt in Latin. And uh, that's actually where we get the phrase, uh, is he worth his weight in salt? And uh, that kind of concepts, you know, so they were paid in salt because salt was rare. Unlike today, where salt is a dime a dozen. You get it when you go get a fast food meal, they put it in there, put more salt on your french fries. And salt isn't used in the same way. There wasn't a table shaker of salt. You would use salt to preserve meat and to keep it for a long time. And salt did other things too, we'll talk about throughout the series. But I want to focus on that idea of pre- preservation of life, of, of taking in life. This is actually playing on a concept that comes from the Old Testament from what we call the Ten Commandments. Hopefully, you're a little bit familiar with those, but if not, I highly recommend actually the cartoon that came out, I think it was in the 90s or so, uh, The Prince of Egypt. We just watched it for like the second time with our kids in the last couple months over the quarantine. Highly recommend the movie. They do a really good job of presenting the story of Moses. They embellish it a little bit to tell a story, but otherwise, it's all the major components are there. In the Ten Commandments, uh, every other law that comes out of the Old Testament is kind of a breakdown of these Ten Commandments. These are the overarching ten things. And one of them, you'll find this in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, it says this. This is the NIV, the translation we use the most here at Kingsway. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. What in the world does misuse mean? Well, nowadays, everybody's walking around, it seems like, texting and wearing t-shirts with OMG on it, which, if you don't know, does not mean, oh my goodness, it means, oh my God. And uh, people say it all the time, and we've taught our kids, my three sons, not to say that. We don't say OMG, and we don't say, oh my God, because we don't want to make light the name of God. But God's name isn't God. I know, blow your mind, right? What is God's name? Well, God gave his literal name or the name he wanted to be referred to as Yahweh in the Old Testament. You'll have to see it, Yahweh Elohim, and Elohim is like God. It's kind of a designation, what we would call God, OMG, is Elohim. Yahweh is like his name. It'd be like saying, Pastor Matt, Pastor is my title, but I my name is Matt. And that's a bad example, and I don't have a lot of time to go deeper on that right now, but that's just an example for you. But why is the name significant and what does it mean in the NIV when it says misuse the name? Well, let's go first of all to the name. So in throughout the world, even today, but especially in ancient times, uh, the name is how you would designate something. And all of these false nations worshiped 
false gods, and those gods had a name. And throughout even Roman history, before Rome, Greek history, before that Babylonian history, and you can keep going back to Egyptian history and keep going back, you would call upon a name and you would use that name to signify and give power or validity or weight to what you were saying and what you were doing. In fact, it was believed that the names had power. So you'd call on the name of the star god. You'd call on the name of the crop god. You'd call on the name of the fly god. You'd call on the name of the frog god or whatever it might be. And by the way, in remember this is Exodus, in the uh, uh, plagues where God goes toe-to-toe with um, Egypt on Israel's behalf, God is shaming the names of the false gods of Egypt. Each of the plagues is a slap in the face to the major gods of Egypt. And God is showing them my name is greater than your name. So what does it mean then? That's the relevance of the name. What does it mean to misuse the name? Well, the word misuse is actually not a great translation. If you were to look into the NASB, the NASB is the most literal translation that's helpful today. If you want to know literal, it doesn't always read the easiest. The ESV would be, probably be better for literal and easy reading. But give you an idea. Here's the NASB of the same text. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. What does it mean to take the name? To take the name. Well, the word here, Nasah, is used throughout um, the book of Exodus, and it's used in many contexts, so it sometimes makes it a little hard to pin down exactly what the word means. But it means something like this. There comes a point where God says to Israel, I have bore you, bear you, bear your burdens out of Egypt. I carried you out of Egypt, and now, therefore, you carry me, you bear me. And the word, the concept of bear is the best way to understand this. Not a bear like a grizzly bear, and not a bear like if you, you know, take your arm out of your shirt, you're bearing your arm. Bear is in to carry the weight of, to carry the load of. So the best way to understand Exodus 27 is, And the reason this attaches to salt is because when we come to Jesus Christ, we now bear his name. He bears our sin the same way that God bore Israel's freedom out of captivity. God bears our freedom from sin and captivity. Now, God has set us free, and now we bear his name. In other words, we made an exchange with God. He gives us life. He takes our death, but now we carry his life around in our bodies. We see this in two major texts in the New Testament that'll make an application for you today. So in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 28, what we call the Great Commission, this is right before Jesus leaves the earth, he gives the disciples his call. In uh, verse 18, then Jesus came to them, the disciples, and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Again, you could do whole sermons on this, but it's important to notice this. Jesus has the authority from God, and now he's giving the authority to us, those who bear his name, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We bear his name. And then again, one more in the book of Acts, as the disciples are now doing exactly what Jesus tells them to do. We see this, it says in Acts 4.12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Why is this important? If you are a Christian listening to this podcast, and if you're not, man, I would love to talk to you about how to become a Christian. If you're a Christian listening to this podcast, when Jesus tells you to be the soul of the earth, essentially what he's saying is, go bear my name. 
I have set you free. I bore your sin. I bore your burden. Now go bear my name. Wherever you go, you're me. Okay, so this is important. Like the other day, um, I was really frustrated in public about the way that I was being treated on something. I'm going to be extremely vague so that I could bear the name of Jesus well. And the voice of the Spirit kept whispering to me, Matt, you bear my name. So you must be patient. You must be kind as you work through this situation with these people because that's what I would do. You know, you're going to a store and you have a chance to lie or to cheat or to steal. The other day I went to get something and um, I knew that the employee had no idea and I went to buy something and I thought, man, if I wanted to, I could be dishonest and I could buy this for less money. But I'm not because I bear the name. I need to be a salt. I need to be different than other people. I need to be like my heavenly father. So I told the truth, even if it costs me more. I have a friend who got cheated in business. I mean, he was getting ripped off and he was really struggling. And I said, you bear the name of Jesus. Do what Jesus would do. Even if you're getting ripped off, better to protect the name of Jesus. You bear his name than to do something that would cost that name. So just ask yourself this question, whatever you're dealing with right now, maybe it's in business and life, maybe it's with your spouse or your neighbor, maybe it's with your kids in some way, maybe it's on the sports field. Have you ever noticed how Christians stop acting like Christians when sports get involved because we get emotional? How do you bear the name? Because that is what it means to be a salt and to be a light. God bless you. We'll see you next week.